Nothing important, Matt Reyes. Uh, <laughs> it's February. It is Black History Month. Do I know about black history? Yeah. You get taught black history in elementary school, middle school, high school. My high school was actually pretty good for that. I went to a school on 135th and 8th Avenue. Why do you need the address? I don't fucking know. But it was a really good school. It was a really, really great high school. And um, we actually got a decent education. It was pretty decent. Black history up the motherfucking wazoo. The school was founded by the uh, Black Abyssinian Church in Harlem. And so there was an onus put on black history. On educating the students. On the history of black people. What are black people? What does that mean? That is an interesting thing. That there's this distinction based off of color. That is very evident. Um, Always probably has been. There are people that are lighter complected. There are people who are darker complected. All deals with the amount of melanin. And you dig a little bit deeper. It all deals with your proximity to the equator. So there are people who live closer to where there's more sun exposure and naturally over generations, they develop more melanin. The concept here, the benefit here, the point of this adaptation, actually, you know, if we really think about it, the the original man comes from Africa or was African. So this is not an adaptation. This is the, the foundation. This is the original state of the human species to have a lot of melanin in the skin. And the point of this is that if you are in the sun all day, melanin acts to block out a lot of the exposure that your skin would have that could be harmful from the sun. Now, if you switch that around and think about it, if you don't have a lot of sun exposure, if you're in an area that is overcast and gray and uh, probably colder, typically areas that are further away from the equator, it would be more advantageous for your skin to have less melanin. And the point here is that you need every motherfucking drip drop of that sun. You need it to just go right into your goddamn bloodstream, apparently. So you don't want to have any melanin in your skin so that you could absorb as much vitamin D as possible. Pretty fucking simple. I think everybody gets it. Um, That being said, there is this color distinction culturally, societally, that is throughout the entire planet where people make a very big deal about the color of people's skin. Now, a lot of times they'll call somebody black and uh, the person that they're calling black is going to have brown skin. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? I've seen some real dark skinned people. Some real dark-skinned people never actually gets to the actual color black. It's just a a variation of the color brown. Darker shades or lighter shades of brown. And sometimes, actually, uh, this is a really common thing. Depending on where somebody's from, other people will categorize them as being black. Which is very interesting because there's a person who is descendant from Africa... And that person is considered black, but there could be somebody who is even darker complected than them that is from like India. And that person isn't considered black. They will call that person by their uh, their race or their ethnicity. 
They would even call them brown. So that's an interesting distinction. I say all that to say when we're talking about Black History Month, we're not just talking about a color here. We are not just talking about uh, brown people, right? Because it's not appreciation for like dark skinned Indians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not Southeast Asians who tend to be very dark, right? It, it has nothing to do about these people. It has nothing to do with them. We're talking in particular in America about African Americans, the history of African Americans. What is an African American? Do I have to fucking define everything for you? Are kids learning anything in school? Are they learning anything? Oh yeah, they haven't been to school for the last goddamn three years. Fuck the vaccines. Um, not gonna get political here, but trying to stay on my fucking on my educational tip. Um, when we're talking about the month of February, Black History Month, African Americans are people who are indigenous to Africa that made their way to the Americas by the way of the transatlantic slave trade. This is the most recent account of slavery. If you don't consider what is happening right now, the fact that if you lose your cell phone, you will lose your goddamn mind. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a slave. You are addicted. It has your soul. It has your balls, whether you're man, woman, trans, or whatever the fuck you identify with. Your testicles, metaphorically, are in a vice grip by this piece of technology. If we're not going to call that into uh, evidence, let's look at the most recent account of slavery. That was uh, a lot of places going to Africa and taking certain groups of Africans and bringing them to the Americas or elsewhere, but predominantly to the Americas in order to build this nation that we exist in now. And when I say Americas, that is North America, that is South America, that is um, the Caribbean, it is Canada. You understand what I'm saying? Like in America, February, Black History Month, African-Americans, we are talking about the Americans predominantly of the 50 states and the Caribbean, African-Americans, people who are descended from Africa. And there is tons of fucking history about these peoples. There's tons of fucking history about these peoples. And it seems like um, we kind of focus on, <clears throat> we focus on negatives and trauma and uh we cast a really dark and gloomy light over the history of African-Americans. It is obvious. It is understood. It is beat down everybody's goddamn psyche that slavery happened, that African-Americans, people who are black, descendant of Africa, that live in the nation of America, that have been here for hundreds of years, their bloodline, it is by way of slavery. We understand this. With all of that under consideration, and while it is important to be educated about this, while it is also important to um, to remind yourself and others that this did happen, I don't think the entire month of February, I don't think Black History Month should be just a, a fucking a hot lamp pointed at all the evils. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like that is an appreciation of... The positivity, the contribution, the efforts of African-Americans. I feel like this month should be 
entirely. I mean, like we, we I, I, this is what I think. I think there should be gates. There should be um, federally, excuse me, federally, nationally recognized dates where there are reflection points for deep traumas that were f- inflicted on the ancestry of African-Americans. I believe that wholeheartedly. There should be dates where we have to reflect everybody. The people who did the, the people whose granddaddies did the fucking raping and conquering and the people who suffered from it, their grandparents, right? Everybody should have to recognize those dates. I think Black History Month should be focused on the contributions. And I'll tell you why. Slavery is not a new concept. Slavery, it, this is not the first time slavery's happened. The transatlantic slave trade. It's not the first time it's happened. It is not. It is the most recent. It is the most apparent. We are still dealing with the reverberations, whether that be the illness in certain communities, the uh, disparity um, economically, uh, you know, education wise, the um, the racism that still exists, the old mindsets that are still yet to die out on either side, meaning ignorance in some communities and ignorance in other communities, you know. People who are not as educated, who grew up in the hood or, you know, have certain tendencies that are passed down, that are tendencies and repercussions of something that they didn't choose, which was slavery. And also on the other side, people who have been privileged for hundreds of years and have grown fat and satisfied and have illogical, unscientific, um, righteous indignation where they believe naturally that they're smarter or they're better because they have existed for generations in the positive side of this power dichotomy, which is like white overseers and, you know, white rulers and black slaves that has existed for a very long time. All of that concentration on that, it blurs the reality that slavery is not new. Slavery is not new. Maybe black history must should be expanded past teaching African-Americans about how they got to America or even concentrating solely on African-Americans. Maybe it should be expanded to a real scope or a larger range of history to study. And we can point at really a lot of times in the past, you know, slavery existed in Africa, in Northern Africa, where the Arabs came into Northern Africa and took over for thousands of years. Uh, Or when you think about the Moors conquering the entirety of Europe, right? And the Moors were a group of African men and Arab men. They ruled for a very long time. And even before that, when we're thinking about uh, the slavery of Jewish people by Africans, by the, you know, because there's this misconception. I went to a bar a little while ago and I ran into some guy, uh, you know, we playing pool, chopping it up, blah, blah, blah. This group of, of people, they were going to New York very soon. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, drop some motherfucking gems. We playing pool. I might as well tell them about the city I come from. We get into the deeper conversation. And I always ask when somebody's coming to New York where they're from so that I could direct them to their culture. Because that's one of the most beautiful things about the city that I come from. Babylon the Great. Hail Satan. What I'm saying is... <laughs> Where I come from, 
if you roll the dice, wherever you're fucking from, there's some type of community set up in New York. And just so happens that the individual I was asking, where are you from? He's Egyptian. He's Egyptian, right? His family's from Egypt. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a ton of Egyptians. Egyptians own uh, corner stores. I grew up with Egyptians in the hood. There's Egyptians everywhere in New York City. But I understand that when we're talking about Egyptian, it's more nationality with that individual. His people hail from Saudi Arabia. He's Middle Eastern. He's Arabian or some shit. You understand what I'm saying? He's Arab. And uh, what do you call it? It was very interesting because I'm, I'm talking to this guy. And he's like, yeah, we got into a deeper conversation about Egypt. And he's like, nah, man, you know, blah, blah, blah. We built the pyramids. And I was just, I was laughing because I was like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? What type of like... <laughs> What are we talking about here? They try to rewrite history that it was Arab people, the current inhabitants of Egypt who built the pyramids just to negate the fact that black people built it. And we still can't figure out the architecture is too advanced. You know what I'm saying? These are the, the types of uh, ideologies and frames of thinking that are poisonous and that are focused upon. I think need to be done away with. We need to look at history in a real sense. And February Black History Month needs to be focused on the entirety of where African-Americans come from, their entire history, not just the most recent history, which is very gruesome, but this has happened in the past. The people who built the pyramids enslaved Jewish people, right? I don't know what the Jews look like. That's still up in the fucking air. I don't know if they was black, white, brown, Asian. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to fucking get into that because I really don't care. But the fact of the matter is the inhabitants of Egypt the people who built the pyramids were black. They were black, right? And they enslaved people. The point of what I'm saying is when you uh, teach a group of people only one piece of history, and that one piece of history is their darkest piece of history, you're negating so much of their reality. And it creates a bubble of low ceilings. And a box mentality by which to think where you're thinking only in terms of like my ancestors were only slaves. Yeah, for, you know, this amount of time. But before that, no. And before that, no. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> every people was enslaved. Every I mean, beside like I was going to say beside Puerto Ricans, but we're being enslaved right now. Um <laughs> Puerto Ricans are the master race. We're the new race. Uh, there's no people as uh, genetically biodiverse. We're all geniuses. Hail us. Anyway, the point of what I'm saying is that I really do think that the scope of education, the range of history needs to be increased. And Black History Month needs to take the focus away from the pain to a certain degree. I'm not saying negate these things ever happen, but give those things a day. And for the 30 days... Or have 29 days, shortest fucking month of the year. Complain about it if you want. Who the fuck cares, right? Um, for that month that we are appreciating black history, let's focus on the positive. Let's think about the contributions technologically, scientifically, mathematically, um, in realms of uh, education, as well as in the arts that black Americans have contributed. And then go fucking further past and educate yourself on the reality of how the way that the world works. Power shifts. Power moves from hands to hands. People try to hold on to it. And for whatever reason, 
they have some type of idea in their mind that they will centralize the power and hold on to it forever. That has never happened on the planet Earth. It always moves. It always moves, right? There's no acceptance of it, but it is the truth. And keeping people in a frame of, of thought, in a box mentality where um, they, they themselves believe that they can only be slaves or that they only come from slavery or that all of their history is negative and keeping them thinking about that stuff, it perpetuates more negativity. Need to get out of that. Need to get out of that. There's no point in reflecting on all of that trauma, especially if it's something that you did not experience. And I think that's a very powerful thing. That's something to be debated. And a lot of people would argue against me, even people from the black community. But I would say, what is the fucking point if you have never experienced something to reflect on it? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Puerto Rican man from the projects in New York City. I know all about systemic racism. I know all about trickery and miseducation and the ills of being raised in a poor society, the immigrant story of my grandmother, the abuse that my community took, the insertion of drugs into my community. I know all about this shit. I experienced it firsthand. You can't tell me shit. I know it better than a book could tell you because I lived it. I fucking lived it. What I'm not going to do is relive the traumas of my ancestors. I'll learn about it, but I'm not going to cry about that shit. I'm not experiencing that. I got my own goddamn problems. I don't even relive my own fucking traumas. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The past happened. It happened. Where are you now? Where are you now? And I really do believe that this month should be used to honor contributions and the beauty of the quote unquote black community. People who come from Africa, right? People who are descendant of Africa and what they have done with little to nothing, which is genius. It's, it's a lot of genius. There's tons of fucking genius that you can go and look, look for. There's tons of anomaly. There's tons of impossibility that was accomplished within this community that would take years, years to study. It's just story upon fucking story upon fucking story of positivity and things that you can hang your hat on and you can be proud of, or you could focus on fucking slavery. You know what I'm saying? It's like this thing where it's like this, this popularity thing uh, in the mainstream for them to continue making slave movies, which I find fucking hilarious. I know people have their opinions about this, um, <laughs> where they think this is important. And I find that shit to be very funny. I find that shit to be very fucking funny, where they continually reboot these uh, stories. And it doesn't matter how you cut it. You can cut it where the slave turns into a hero or it's like, oh, my God, this guy has virtue. He has great qualities. But when we continue showing that image to the mainstream, it just negates the power. It negates the magic of a certain community. Because that is one part of the story, but it's only one part. It's only one part. There are so many other parts that are. You know what I'm saying? It's not doom and gloom. And it's not slay it's not people in shackles going, oh, 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 oh God, oh Lord, oh, oh, oh. It gets corny after a while. It gets a little corny. But 
you know, if you guys want to go check out on Apple TV, they do have Emancipation starring um, Mr. Slap, uh, Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can go check that one out. A once respected actor, he was on his way to be like the God. He was on his way to getting close to that rarefied air that we speak of a gentleman named Denzel Washington, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, undeniable. You know what I'm saying? White people don't even like saying his name because he's too damn great, right? He was on his way to getting to that room. I wouldn't say that he was close to being Denzel. I would say he was getting close to getting in that room of like, oh my God, this is a black man in the mainstream that only had to do one or two shuck jive moves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> only had to do a couple, but he's so talented, so fucking talented that it surpasses even the uh, sick mentality of racist people in an industry that want to portray black people as slaves, right? And Will Smith was was on on his way. And he decided to slap Chris Rock. And it was like, slave movie. We like Chris. You know what I'm saying? Or however that fucking works. Um, <laughs> how the fuck does that work? You slap Chris Rock and immediately after your next movie deal is you a uh, fucking, you know, shaky jawed slave. Ha 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 ha. How's that? <laughs> how, does, how quick is motherfucking Hollywood? That shit is hilarious. Um, I kind of want to see that movie, though. Reminds me of a funny story. Uh, you guys want to get some motherfucking black history? Uh, I'm with a black woman. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I said it before, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a sexual preference, does not mean you have to change your whole persona or your personality to suit your sexual preference. I'm talking to the gay community. If you like boys and you're six foot four... And you're a man and you have testosterone pumping through your veins. You don't got to put lipstick on to like boys. You could just like boys. I'm, I'm, I'm setting the slaves free mentally right now. You don't have to act like something you're not because you like putting your pee-pee where you like putting your pee-pee. This applies to everywhere. I like black women. I like to put my pee-pee in black women. <laughs> That's what I enjoy, very honestly. But I don't go to the bedroom with a do-rag on. Let's get to my motherfucking black history moment. Uh, when me and my girl were younger, <laughs> I learned <laughs> about who she really was very early on. She said something to me and it was followed by an action that didn't happen at the same goddamn time. Follow me, people. It's story time. Put on your thinking caps and try to pay attention. This is fucking great information. February, Black History Month. Listen, I was talking to her one time and we were talking about the N-word. And she was talking about, she's from Trinidad. She's a dark-skinned woman. She comes from an island that, Trinidad is really rich. It's a very rich island. It's one of the richest islands in the Caribbean. It is inhabited predominantly by Indian people who, if they go back to India, India will not claim them because they're, they, they're Trini. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Africans, which are the black people from the island. And that is the majority makeup. It uh, has some other cultures. With all that being said, Trinidad is a very rich island, rich of resources, and they own their own shit. There's a lot of great education on this island. People are highly educated. My girl's father was a highly educated individual. Um, he traveled around the Caribbean playing soccer. He had a great education, um, became an architect, blah, 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 right? So he goes, uh, they're having a conversation 
excuse me, me and my girl having a conversation and she's telling me about her father. And she's like that he hates the use of the N-word. It's just something that he's never grown up with. It's not culture to him. I say the word a fucking lot because I grew up in New York City, even though I am light-complected and I'm considered Spanish, quote-unquote, which is something I rejected in the past. I did do my ancestry. That is the majority of my genes. Fuck. I colonized everybody. Anyway, I use that word a fucking lot. And I was just thinking about the cultural difference there of me saying this word, but... I have mostly European genetics and the irony of a man who's probably 98% African who hates using this word. And I was asking her her opinion on it. You know, she has kind of like a a dual understanding. She gets the, the perspective of being American, but also being from Trinidad, growing up in the island and coming to America, moving to the Bronx where everybody's goddamn saying the N word. Your teacher says it. You understand what I'm saying? New York is different, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not from there, you don't. No, stop using our fucking lingo. Not the point of the story. Um, What I was saying is, I was asking her, like, you know, how do you feel about this word? And she was saying that the word has power because people give it power. You understand what I'm saying? So when a white man says it, it hurts. And when a black man says it, it doesn't. When a white man says it, it hurts. And when a black man says it, it doesn't. And what she's basically saying to me, and I thought this was profound, and it made me get like a little bit into her her mind of what affects her as a black woman. And, you know, I really appreciated this mindset that she has, because to me, it's very intelligent. It was like, we give power to a white man's words, where we don't give power to a black man's words. So if a black man called another black man the N-word, it don't hurt. Whereas a white man calls a black man the N-word and it hurts because we're giving power to the words of a white man. It's like a psychological predisposition that somehow because this individual is white, that they just innately have more power. Obviously, that is illogical. It's not real. The world is very big. It's all circumstantial. If you take a white person from America and you put them in the middle of the fucking United Emirates where you have all these Arab princes who are worth billions and billions of dollars, that guy has no power. It is all just geography. It's all where you're at. It's all your mentality. It's what you accept, what behavior you accept, and most importantly, your beliefs. With all that being said, back to fucking story time. Skip to a while later. We're dating. We're young. It's early in the motherfucking relationship. We decided to go see a movie on the Upper West Side of Manhattan called 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Has anybody seen this fucking movie? This movie won awards, great acting, it's a story, yet another fucking reboot, a, a rehashing of, uh, you know, strong black man, he's a slave, but he's a hero on the low, getting kind of tired of that premise, but this movie was pretty fucking good, right? We go to see 12 Years a Slave and get our brains programmed that every black man comes from slavery, right? And we're in the theaters, and this movie is gruesome and horrific. The story, if you don't know, is basically this is incredible classically trained violinist in times where slavery was still very existent in America. But in the North, in this period piece, uh, which is very accurate to history, in the North, there were black men and black women and black families and black communities that were free. And he was part of one of these communities. He lived in New York, in the state of New York. And he was a very successful and well-off musician. He was a violinist. He was an upper class black man. He was well educated, very intelligent, well read, incredibly talented, everything you could fucking check the box. And he was also free, right? But he was living in a world where in the South, 
slavery was still up and motherfucking popping, ladies and gentlemen. And what happened? There was these two individuals who were just looking for niggers. They were looking for niggers and they were particularly looking for black men who were free, who were living better lives than them. They were bitter. They were angry. They were like, oh, my God, this guy's talented and he's living a good life and he's smarter than me. and He's bigger and he's stronger. I don't like this. It's not fair. I learned that I'm white, so I deserve. So they go up there and they abduct this dude and they put him into slavery. And for 12 years, he was a slave. Hence the title, 12 years, a motherfucking slave. Are we following the story? This is also a true story. This movie. You know what else is a true story? I took my girl dark-skinned black woman to the movie theater and uh, we're watching this and in the midst of this plot unraveling in the midst of this plot unraveling there was a scene where this man was getting broken in he had just been abducted and he was ripped away from his family and he was taken to the south and put into slavery and he was confused he couldn't handle it. This is you got to really think about. This is a man who was educated and born only to know freedom and prosperity and success in his life. He was an older man and they were beating him to break him into this life that he was going to live and experience for the next 12 years. And my girl took my dick out. She started sucking it. And I was like, oh, oh, you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I had a tear welling up in my eye thinking about Solomon Northam. And she started gagging on the cack. You understand what I'm saying? It's not that real. <laughs> you don't got you don't gotta reflect on the negative, ladies and gentlemen. What lesson did that tell me? It's always time for some Gulk Gulk 3000. As well, if you are a black person, you don't have to get your brain stuck in this fucking box of thinking about yourself or your ancestors in the most gruesome reality. It's actually really unhealthy and it's not real anymore that's not the world anymore yes there's tons of racist people yes white supremacy is still on top let's be fucking honest yes white people uh they have something in their heart and their minds is just baked in that it's just gonna have to die out with old age i guess where they think they're superior because of the power dichotomy of the last however many hundred years negating Logically negating or lying to themselves on a daily basis that that's not how this works. Power shifts. It changes hands. And if you look further enough in history, whatever people are racist against another people, probably in the past, the people who are oppressed were oppressing those other people. That's how it really fucking works. And so, you know, only a matter of time till everybody wakes up and blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's going to be a big bloody revolution. I think the most intelligent people on this planet are going to put their little sourpuss emotions on the side and they're going to stop thinking from terms of uh, color and they're going to start looking at what is going to further humanity. What is going to really further society? Are we going to continue concentrating on these reptile brain concepts like somebody's complexion or my community or just all this fucking corny ass shit or who who you choose to have sex with i don't like that i don't like this i don't like that you're this political party i think all that shit is going to wash away obviously it is what it is ladies and gentlemen this binary uh framework was was handed to you it was not birthed of your own brain it was programmed into you but uh, uh there's something that is stronger. There's something that is stronger than 
any oppression, any force of oppression. And that is the growth, the evolution of the human species. It has always washed out what is not working and given us a more refined way to exist and grow and evolve. And I do think we're headed that way. I do think we're headed that way for anybody who is black and they're bitter and they're angry and they think whitey should die because his ancestors enslaved or maybe whitey's still enslaving in some type of subliminal way or, you know, some type of non-apparent way. Maybe they're still oppressing in all these ways. If you think whitey should die, I say take a motherfucking chill pill. That's not going to help anything you fill in your heart up with hate or trying to fight that way. Or I don't even think it's a fight. I think it's just like observe. Just look. Pay attention. Understand. It's happening. It's not like something we can stop or something we can control or something we can do. What's happening is happening. Change is happening. And for anybody who's white out there and they just hate black people or hate anybody who's not white just innately, I don't judge you. You know what I'm saying? You were programmed as well. You were taught to believe that you're better or that you deserve what somebody else has by the merit of your complexion or the, your, you know, supposedly superior inbred genetic or whatever the fuck it is. Right. I don't know what it is. And it's not my problem. It's not my thing to dissect. I don't think you should take it on as a burden as well. I think you should take a chill pill as well. And everybody should get fucking just get along. Just get along for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Stop beefing. Stop hating each other. Start recognizing we are all one. And then we could become the fucking Megatron that America has the potential to become. You understand what I'm saying? Transformers. You get the fucking point? We all come together and we make us a big ass, you know, walking, talking Hesh truck or whatever the fuck that movie was about. Right? It's all possible for America to be the superpower of the world. You understand what I'm saying? If you want to think about it in terms of how power was created in the past and centralizing the past, enslaving people, we could continue doing that. Or we could start considering that America needs to be unified. Not that everybody needs to be equal financially or economically. Not that we need to be fucking soft. But understanding that if we can get everybody on the same page in this country, truly on the same page, how powerful that would make us. I don't know. It's just a fucking thought. Did I fucking tangent very far away from February, the 29 days they've given to black people after all the horrible travesties? Probably. I did. I probably did. You have two options, ladies and gentlemen. This is the illusion of choice. Both of these are not going to do anything for you. The real choice is to chill the fuck out. But I'm going to present you with two options anyway, because people like to be told what to do. On one hand, you can go onto your TV, your Samsung or your uh, Roku or whatever the fuck you're watching your programming on and scroll over to the apps. And if you don't have it downloaded already, get you some Apple TV and get a subscription at Apple TV. And the first thing you're going to watch with your subscription at Apple TV is some black history education. Go watch what happens when you smack Chris Rock in the mouth. Go watch Emancipation, baby. Go watch Emancipation and you're going to learn a day. You know what I'm saying? Chris Rock got some motherfucking power, right? They didn't give Will Smith uh, uh, a fucking slave movie after he disrespected a white man. It was after he disrespected a black man. You know what I'm saying? New York City, baby. Um, And on the other hand, you could go and educate yourself on the vast reality of how slavery actually works, how prominent it was in every fucking society. 
how different cultures, ethnicities, races, enslaved other cultures, ethnicities, racist. It's just a stupid old concept that was necessary to get us where we are. It's no longer necessary, ladies and gentlemen. It is no longer necessary, but it's very important to educate yourself on the reality and vast reality of history and realize that the most recent occurrence of slavery does not dictate what black people are. That's just what happened most recently. There's a, a long history before that of affluence and kingdoms and, you know, hidden shit. You go look it up your goddamn self. I'm not your daddy. Do you understand what I'm saying? You understand what the fuck I'm saying, man, man? So, you know, we do have a choice as a people. I think the choice is already decided I, I, as I mature and I get more wise and I continue being observer. I understand there's not much that can be done when something is supposed to happen. When something is supposed to happen, there's not much that resistance and you know what I'm saying? Like waves are meant to crash onto the beach. There's not much that can be done to stop that. Rain is meant to fall. There's not much that can be done to stop that. PP comes out of your urethra. There's not much that can be. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's not much that can be done to stop something that is supposed to happen. And I really true, truly understand that we are headed toward a realization that the old ways, the ways that got us where we are, that survived us up to this point, could be the very things that kill us going forward. Right? And it's just a transition. It's going to be painful. It's growing pains. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be very hard for black people who learned their entire lives, even if, and you know, sometimes it'd be the black people that didn't have no goddamn struggle. They'd be like upper middle class or upper class. And they have like the hardest clenched black power fist. You know what I'm saying? They grew up with no traumas. They just see it on video. They don't have anything actually ha happen to them. And they'd be the most revolutionary. That happens sometimes. But for anybody, even if you, you felt the plight of a black man, black woman, or an oppressed person in this nation, it's going to be very hard to mature past that perceived bitterness toward another race. Likewise, it's going to be very hard for the people who have been the oppressors to let go of these preconceived notions that somehow black people are inferior genetically from a mental standpoint, or you know what I'm saying? The, these, these ideas that white people are where they're at, not because of suppression of information, but because they are superior or they're smarter. Whatever needs to be, you know what I'm saying? People will come to this understanding eventually, or maybe they already know and they just don't want to let it go. But like I said, when something is supposed to happen, it will happen. It will happen. So it's just a question. Do you believe, you know, it's supposed to happen? Or you, you think it's not going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's all opinions. Let's focus for one moment, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. I do want to give you uh, uh, a key to navigate all the doors that I've sent you. I've sent you in a wild goose chase to go consider many fucking thoughts, to open different realms of thought. And there's one master key that I'm going to leave you with. It's not that important. It's not that heavy. It's not that big of a deal. You don't have to cry about it. You don't have to get angry about it. You don't have to react about it. You don't have to get triggered. It's okay. It's okay. It's just life. We all have a limited amount of years on this life. You know, I saw very beautifully, I was watching on Instagram, 
other people's lives as I often do. And there's a guy that I watch, Jalen Rose. I love Jalen Rose. He's an ex-NBA uh, player, very intelligent guy. He's in the sports broadcasting industry right now. Excellent transition to come from being an incredible athlete with a very storied past, particularly when he was in college. You go look up the Fab Five and cut to now. The man is a 50-year-old old man. You wouldn't fucking know it. I don't know if he's using Just For Men or if it's a wig, but he hasn't lost a fucking hair follicle. I'm a little bit suspicious. Anyway, um, Jalen Rose celebrating, I, I guess it was his 50th birthday, and he made a post where he was talking about um, just, I guess, sharing a, a little gem of wisdom to people who are younger to him, younger than him. And he was saying the common... Um, Belief is that 50 years old is middle-aged. And the reality, if you look at the statistics, the actual middle-age range is 35 to 40. Because the actual life expectancy is like 70 years. That's when most people live up to. If you live up to 100 years, that's actually pretty rare. And we focus on the rarity in life because we, you know... We're obsessed with greatness or we're obsessed, obsessed with reaching beyond our means. But for most individuals, they're going to die at 70. That's just how shit happens, really. And so he was just giving some perspective. And I appreciated that. Life is short. You know, not to fear time, but to respect it. Life is short, not to fear time, but to respect it. It is happening. There's nothing we can do. It's supposed to happen. It is already in progress. It's already in motion. The momentum is happening. There's nothing you can do to slow down time. Yes, take care of yourself. Yes, eat right. Yes, try to prolong your life. I don't know what the rich people are doing. They're fucking shooting double dosage of stem cells in their asshole. Whatever the fuck people are doing to try to stay young. Keep doing what you're fucking doing. The reality is, though, we have a limited amount of time on this planet. It's not that heavy. The Nothing Important Podcast is not trying to tell you that nothing is important. It's just a consideration that maybe you should implement some things that are not important into your psyche. Instead of giving weight to all these thoughts and considerations and plans and schemes and trying to get to the fucking top and competition and did this person say this about me or what does this mean or who am I? Cool. That's an important part of life. You want to play the game. It's chess, blah, 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 maniacal mindset. Great. But from time to time, just exhale and think to yourself, it's not that big of a deal. Appreciate what's in front of you. Appreciate the now. Love your loved ones. Love yourself, more importantly. Let go of the bullshit. More hugs, less shrugs. You know what I'm saying? Put it on a goddamn T-shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I'm going to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me un favor. Go on to the Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Until next time.